who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to I'm Caitlin Brodnick. And I'm Anna Caligari. And, and we, we love scams. scams. Ah, that was the best we intro. We love them. We, we love, love them. them. We love scams. We love good you know, intro. We no love rehearsals. Clue. I just want to say we did zero rehearsals for that it. intro. And you we're just, we're great actors. Yeah, Anna Caligari. We really are. <laughs> Thank God. Oh my God, guys. Today we're talking about great actors because this, we're talking about a movie, a scam movie, which mm-hmm. is, you know, filtering into our scam it was scam movie summer but now we're into fall because we're moms and so sometimes we have to reschedule and sometimes we reschedule for the fall but also wait caitlin it's not officially fall till i think we have like another week of summer great okay great okay Great. Fabulous. Because I have like six more moms that we're rescheduled a million times because our kids have strep throat. And, and oh I picked, I always pick like, let's watch a scam movie so we can cover a scam and it's not too much homework for our guests. But this movie, I hated it. So, yeah, I definitely, I mean, first of all, I could not get over Kristen Bell's wig. Like, wig. why did they do that to her? The why would they do that to her? Did she decide that it's going to be sort of a monster's, what's that thing that, that uh, Charlie Theron thing that Charlie Theron was like ugly? Yeah. And she got an Oscar for it. Did she think she was going to like get an Oscar for this stupid ass movie? <laughs> I definitely don't think she thought she was going to get an Oscar. I mean, I hope not. I if she did, like someone needs to sit her down and talk to her about how Oscars are given. <laughs> <laughs> how it works. Oh, so we watched Queen Pins, which Queen Pins. was. Nev- it's it's very hard to find. 
Yes, we did have issues. I mean, we we both had to like pay for some weird subscription. Some stupid subscription that we're then going to immediately cancel. And it's not available on Amazon easily. It's not available anywhere. It's not even available on iMovie. And I think maybe that's because the stars- No one wants to watch it? Yeah. Can we get this down? (laughs) Can we take it away? I mean- I, so it was bad. I also, so I read the original story it was yes. based on. Right. Tell us all about it. Break it down. So it it does have some truth in it. Okay. There were women that were selling coupons for discounted prices, mm-hmm. um, like the, the get one free coupons for discounted prices. Okay. And they were, they were, they were counterfeit coupons that they were selling and making money and they made millions and millions of dollars. Wow. And that's all true. But then at the end of the movie, they're like, you only get 10 days in jail. (laughs) And then they like opened up a whole new couponing place in Montenegro. Yes. And I was like, this, I'm like, this does not seem like this is true. No, I don't, that same. I'm like, this was, I'm like, in America, if you, if you commit fraud, like you're going away for a while. Yeah. Even the real housewives go away. Like they don't even... Teresa went away. <laughs> Jen Shaw's hey. going. Like, they're gone. I know. I I felt the same way. So what you were saying is that the story that this is based off, it was three women and it was counterfeit coupons. These women decided, for some reason, they rewrote the story that it was hundreds and thousands of f- for free coupons, like buy you get like a free diaper, so you get free something. And they were legit yeah. coupons from the same coupon factory that makes the legit ones. Like they went to Mexico mm-hmm. and talked to an employee that worked. Like I really, I didn't do enough research to see if the real people actually did this, but I'm going to say they did not. <laughs> I don't think so. I, because I think what they were trying to do was also, I have a feeling that they were also trying to make this more flattering. Like they were trying to make it look gritty and real, but it seemed yeah. so unrealistically like flattering for the stars in this because the guy said who worked at the coupon factory, like, yeah, we have to shred hundreds of coupons that we don't use every day. I don't think they're shredding that many coupons. (laughs) Like the amount of millions of dollars that these women made, 5 million, 10 million. I don't think a coupon factory has such a surplus of amount of coupons that you can sell them for that. Also, like I'm still... I'm not sure if these women are bad. I mean, they are bad. Like they did commit <laughs> yeah. fraud and felonies, right. but but I also like I do like JoJo. I really like she JoJo. She's an amazing actor too. I thought she's I think I love her in everything. Kirby Howell yes. Baptiste. She Baptiste was my she, Baptiste. she stole it. She yeah. was the best one. I love her in everything. She's great and she was so fun so and good. I really felt for her. I was like she doesn't yes. deserve to go to jail. Same. But Kristen Bell is like, "Yeah, you you should do some time." You should like, do plenty of time. I like this was all your idea and like you are um but also I did feel really bad for her cuz her husband sucked. Her so husband I don't know. sucked. But she was also kind of gross. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I didn't So Joel McHale played her husband. Vince Vaughn is a character in it too. And it's like, aren't we all done with Vince Vaughn? Didn't we find out he's like a right-wing Trumper or something? Oh my God, he is. I didn't even know, but but yeah, I've been done with him for a while. Yeah, Right, like, so we haven't seen him in a while. So I was trying to figure out when the movie got made because- It was 2021, so it's like a COVID movie. Yes, well, it was written in 2018 is when I saw the script was written. So I'm wondering if like they got all the actors in on 2018 
And then it was sort of this, maybe it was like a panic passion project for everyone. Like maybe it, they were filming it and it didn't technically come out. And then it came out during COVID. I'm not sure. Because it just seemed weird. And Kristen Bell, like, didn't look like herself. It looked like Kristen Bell from like 15 years ago. I mean, she looks amazing. Yes. She does look ageless. She looks she like Veronica look Mars. She does. That's what I'm saying. So I was like, is this from like 2000? Like, I I was researching it. Like, this had to be filmed. Oh, like they made it a long time ago. And then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just upsetting because the story is good. I thought it, it got funny when... Um, when Tina, the, the black web girl, came mm-hmm. in to help them. Yes. I thought BB that was Rexia. all. Rexia. Yes. <laughs> the oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I forgot that she, that that's her. Yeah. She was great. And she wore these outfits. She wore like in bizarre. So she's a hacker who's sitting yeah. at her computer all day, but she's wearing like a leather pleather corset and like latex pants. I'm like, you don't wear that when you sit, honey. I'm like, honey, <laughs> if you're sitting at a computer all day, like you're wearing sweatpants. Yeah, um, you're not wearing like bondage material outside she, of your clothing. That's really uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah. I did love the scenes she where was she was telling them how dumb they were. Me too. Um, she was because, great. Because that's a funny, because that is the funny thing about the whole story. Like that's how these women got caught. They were kind of just like, really like rookie um, right. criminals. And that's funny. Yes. And it like, is that's funny. why you, can, you can't hate them that much because they're just like dumb and they're just trying to make a few bucks. I like and then they things. made like $40 million and we're like, oh my God, what do we do? This is a huge mistake. Yeah. And then that was, so that was kind of funny. Um, I know. I love that. But wait, let's see how much time did the actual women Oh, oh my gosh. Actually, they also barely got any time. Three years in prison. But I do think that like it seemed that I they must have like nailed it in the courtroom because I think in the courtroom scene, the judge could have cared less about couponing. And like I do think the underlying part of this that like maybe they were trying to anchor, but I kind of missed the boat that like women are trying so hard to be taken seriously. And so they'll go on these other sort of personal endeavors and, you know, MLM things or like whatever sort of like market they can jump on and feel that they have a leg up. And uh, Kristen Bell, who plays like the lead, her lawyer was saying, you know, she's not doing anything differently than all these other businesses are doing. They created the business and she's profiting off of it, basically. And I like how the the guy who was trying to get them to go down for this. Yeah. He asked the judge, he was like, why, why did you only give them a year? And the judge was like, well, because all these companies don't want it exposed, like how much money they lost and how much, and how much like these two women were able to like fuck them over. Right. And I thought that was good too. Yeah. That was, so there were some like really great scenes. And then that, um, also, I always say this, is that it's just sort of like uh, in taxes, you just declare it as a loss for these companies. And they yeah. are fine with losing that millions of dollars because it's all in their insurance policy. <laughs> so annoying. I know. It's crazy. I know. So, right. So these two women are collecting a bunch of coupons in the story. They then sell them online and they say that they can guarantee the coupons are real. And so people send in money for the coupon. The coupon is for like, let's say free diapers. So somebody, a diapers that would cost maybe $30, somebody would send them half of that or send them $7 or $15 and they would mail them out the coupon. So the person feels that they're getting their, they're using the coupon 
it's a great investment. It's 50% off what they would normally pay. I mean, they are. Like, they didn't scam any of the people. No. They were just scamming the companies, which, like, I don't hate now. I don't. No, I don't. Now I'm like, I love that. I'm like, Bounty could afford to give away a few rolls yeah, for Bounty's free. Yeah, fine. They're doing great. <laughs> Nestle created all kinds of issues in other countries, so they're fine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Are, oh, God. They're fine. But I think what was so crazy, and this is what got them into trouble, they're trying to explain in the movie, that was the money laundering and the switching money between accounts and stuff once they got the money for the coupons. It wasn't that they just got the money for the coupons – and they cashed it out. It was then that they bought guns. They bought cars. Yeah. They bought like a jet because the women. That's what happens when like rookie. That's what you're like, saying. Idiots decide to be criminals. Like criminal masterminds so that like get away with stuff. Like they're like professional. They've like worked mm-hmm. their whole lives to do this. So These respect. girls just woke up and were like, yeah, I know. You yeah. gotta have respect for those those criminals out there not getting caught. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, well, so BB Rexia plays the hacker who's trying to explain very quickly how it all works and that their money is dirty money when they get the coupon money and that you have to get it through a process to make it clean money. What she's trying to explain is that if you create a front or a business and you put the money in that business account, it becomes clean the second it like moves to another account. But Kristen Bell and Kirby, they thought it was that you had to purchase something and then sell it again. And so they were like, Basically making like Facebook marketplace for guns. <laughs> and then, yeah, they bought like 10 Lamborghinis. They yes. bought an airplane and they bought guns. Which was a really fun montage and until the yeah. gun part. <laughs> I know. It was very. It but was they were. Fair. But I did like the line where they're like, they bought like 100 guns and they're just like, I can't believe how easy that was. I know. I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's, but it, that stuff drives me crazy because I'm like, but who is that line? It's like an important line, but we all know it's so easy to buy guns. Like that's what's also so frustrating. That oh I'm like, gosh. is that the line? Like, who is the line for? Is that for the gun people that are like, yeah, bitch, it's really easy? Or is it for the people that are freaking out going, yeah, we know this is a horrible world we live in. <laughs> I'm like, it's just. I know. It sucks. It and this sucks. all took place. Oh, also this place, this all took place in Phoenix. Yes. And like, sorry to anyone who lives in Phoenix, but I feel like all crimes start in Phoenix. Phoenix? <laughs> like, like, I just, I think of like cool. the Theranos, like all the yes. Theranos machines started in Phoenix. And like, whenever they test products, they start in Phoenix. Phoenix <laughs> is fascinating. It's, I feel like it's just outside of Las Vegas that like, what, for whatever reason, like it's far enough from Las Vegas, far enough in the middle of the country that people are just like, look, We'll take a risk. <laughs> no one will notice. And I'm sure there's tons of other scams that we don't hear about coming out of Phoenix. Like, I feel like Phoenix is a melting pot for incredible cons. Oh, for sure. You know? It's so funny. Yeah. So it happens in Phoenix. And that was their downfall because they sent things through the regular post office. And so the post office has a stamp and a zip code and all these different markings when you mail something and a record of it. So these women could be basically found to their exact address. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool how the post office is the one that cracked the crime. I know. I was like, okay. I know. Good for you guys. It's like, what happens when mail is obsolete? <laughs> I know. Could my branch be a little more organized? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, we're still sending mail, guys? Um. I know, I know. And and that's the thing, too, is like these these women were doing sort of the basic. I wish they had just bought regular things 
I, I liked the montage of them buying super fancy things, but I wish they would have just bought regular things and tried to resell them. They had like purses they were trying to sell on eBay. There was a lot of things happening. And also, I think it was only like six months. So it's like, it happened really fast. It happened very fast. Oh, also at one point, so Jojo Kirby's character, she has her reason for needing money is that her identity was stolen previously by BB Rexia. Yeah. And um, so her identity was stolen. Her credit is trash. So she needs to get back on her feet. Mm -hmm. So she needs money for that. Mm-hmm. Kristen Bell, Connie, that's her name mm-hmm. in the movie. Connie is like in $80,000 in debt to an IVF clinic. Right. Which is up she like tried, anyway. Which is also, yeah, that's just yeah. horrendous. Right. So, but with her money, she decided to do IVF again and then specifically requested to not use her husband's sperm, right. which I thought was, I like that plot I love point. that too. I love I that too. Like, and then she, and then it worked. And then she was pregnant. Right. So, so like, clearly the problem wasn't her. No, it was The problem not. was her shitty ass husband. Right. Which just actually, it's, it's, I just want to clarify. It's, it's no sad if it's no one, it's no <laughs> one's fault, but Joel McHale was a piece of shit. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> he was a piece of shit and made her feel bad and yeah. was like, didn't actually want to be a dad anyway. So when you see her at the IVF clinic again, you're like, Oh God, this isn't going to go well. But also though, they decide to double down and buy $330,000 worth of sperm. <laughs> oh yeah. And what the are same they sending on their own side? I mean, that's, that was the dumbest thing you could have done. Like, what do you have now? Capsules of some asshole sperm? Like you could get that for free, honey. <laughs> you could oh my do gosh, it very easily. You didn't have to pay money for that shit. And now are women just going to come up in their back door and we're just like handing out vials of sperm for somebody to like lay in bed with? I don't know. How was that plan going to work? That was the weirdest thing ever. Because <laughs> they tried to resell I, yeah. everything. Also, did they have like a freezer facility to That's store all I could it think in? about. Like, <laughs> I was like, I think that was supposed to be like a joke line. Like, as if a misdirect to make you think that she was going to have three, like 400 vials of sperm for herself, which God, God bless her. But um, she <laughs> she said that they were going to resell it, but and women would pay way less on the black market. But I wanted to see that whole scenario. And then yeah. you go into an IVF clinic with, I, I haven't done it. And do you go in with your own like prepackaged sperm? Maybe. Maybe you lie and say it's your husband's sperm, but you just bought this sperm off the black market. I don't know enough about black market sperm, but I don't think that there is a market for that because <laughs> no, I don't. There's I don't a lot either. of available sperm. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I know there's oh, plenty of gross. that, guys. There's so much. Worry. How much do guys make when they donate sperm? I, like I think like fifty to a hundred bucks. Yeah, I don't think. But then, if much. you donate eggs, you make like oh, it's like thousands. Yeah, yeah. Because that's really... But that's also very invasive. Really invasive. A lot of... Um, I know a friend who did it. A lot of like hormones and you have to go through all of this. You have to be giving yourself treatments and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. It's basically like going through IVF. IVF, yeah. Yeah. So it's... I mean, they should be paid handsomely. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. So that was insane. And then... And then... But my favorite part is that Kirby, JoJo... And the mailman are in love. Oh, that was very cute. And <laughs> he like wrote great. them a letter to warn them, yes. but it, but she just never read it. She, which is very unbelievable. Um, she never read it. Also, her mother might have ovarian cancer. I'm very concerned about the mother. Her the mother mom, just like bends oh, yeah. down in extreme pain. And we never Yeah, the mom is, that. yeah, 
I, the mom, I was very confused with. Cause I was like, I understand you want your daughter to get a job, but like literally all you do is yell at her mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. she's just trying to help you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also you are in severe pain all the time. Yes. Like, something needs bending to over change. And I was like, are we going to get into the fact? She's like, I call it my Jojo. Oh yeah. She <laughs> named her, her stomach pain after, after her, her daughter. daughter. Yeah. That's so bad. Fucked up. That's like parenting 101. Like you don't do that. You don't (laughs) tell your child. Her smoothie across the room. Even if like my daughter did this morning, (laughs) I should have. You know, I should have tried that. I should have like grabbed my side and been like, "Oh, (laughs) I call this my dean." (laughs) (laughs) She would just. That would be like. That's like the most perfect reason to go to therapy. I'm like, why aren't we talking about? Oh, it's so fun. Oh, yeah. JoJo's therapy session. Like, her Must therapist so is like, so how's your relationship with your mom? Well, every time she's in pain, she says that she calls it my name. And- yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess my birth ruined her body. And then <laughs> when the cops come, because they do get caught, the Postal Service people save the day um, right after the other guy who's trying to catch them shits his pants in the most oh, unfunny was, moment of ever I've ever seen. That was so disgusting. So basically- It wasn't funny at all. The, the guy that first discovered the crime is just a regular- Coupon crazy. Guy who works at a, a grocery store. Yeah. Real and boring. he noticed that there were coupons being used. So he sent it to the FBI and then the U.S. Postal Service. Yes. It got sent to them. Right. Because it's technically mail fraud because they were mailing out those coupons. Right. And Vince Vaughn is the U.S. Postal Inspector. So anyway, Vince Vaughn teams up with this like jabroni from the grocery store, (laughs) (laughs) which is so, and like the whole joke is like, the whole joke is basically the Vince Vaughn's like, no, I'm like an actual officer and you're just a regular guy. Service Vince Vaughn, okay. (laughs) But still, But then he keeps saying this, but then he also keeps letting this guy tag along to everything. And he's just mean to the guy. He's not funny. You can tell Vince Vaughn's trying to like, these scenes aren't written as funny. They're just kind of mean. They're just mean. And so anyway, this guy's sitting next to him and he's like a cute guy. He's trying, he means well. He takes it very seriously. But then all of a sudden they're at a stakeout. And the guy's like, oh, I'm very regular. I poop every morning. And then just proceeds to shit his pants in the car. I'm like, why Why are we watching this? It's not, it's not funny. It's it was not, not funny, funny at all. It was so, just it had nothing. It, it did nothing for the plot. Mm-mm. Did nothing for the plot. Mm-mm. And I was like, this is where the writers were like, let's appeal to men. Yeah. And men love it when... People shit their pants. <laughs> people, when people shit their pants, it's gold. It's Oscar gold. <laughs> so bad. They really need to learn, you know, how you get an Oscar. But, but for this too, I looked up the. It was a writer director couple, and they wrote and they both directed. So God help them, no edits in that household. And then they were like producers on documentaries and stuff. There weren't. They are not comedians. There's not a funny bone. So I feel like they hired. Oh my gosh! All wait, these, I'm looking yeah, at their credits. If this is- they hired all these comedians. And so Vince Vaughn's doing this like bit where he's constantly telling the guy like, you don't know what it's like. This is how it is. It's almost like a Wedding Crashers bit, his character in Wedding Crashers. But there's nothing funny or interesting or charming about the guy. Goofy. There's no Isla Fisher jumping in. Like it was just dry and sad. This is actually bizarre. I'm looking at the credits. Yes. And Read it it's off. almost like they wrote Queen Pins to 
be a documentary. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then the studio was like, you know what? It would be real fun if it wasn't. And we made yes. it funny and we put funny actors in it. And then these actors are working their asses off to really read this hard. stupid script and to have these dumb directors who don't know anything about well, comedy. Kirby was brilliant. Like she found a way to she, make I think she can make anything great. She's she amazing is. in everything. She's amazing. And also I thought her American accent was on point. And oh my so gosh, many she's British? British. Yeah, she's British. And so many Brits like really fuck up American accents. They do, accents. they do. Oh, she was so good. I would just, yeah, I would watch her again a million times. It also, she played the character so genuinely that I was like, oh, like I know this girl. I know her so yeah. well. And she she sort of, she's just a great, great actress. No, if she wasn't in the movie, I would have definitely turned it off. But yes, exactly. I kept watching it because she's she spectacular. was. Yeah. Yeah, she was great. She was spectacular. But yeah, I, um, it did seem that there was this bizarre like pull push and pull that yeah it was supposed to be a documentary style they've written documentary movies yeah they should not be allowed to direct any other no um, or should have let it go through a whole thing of rewrites <laughs> that aren't documentaries i think yeah. they should stick to just documentaries yeah it's it was bad and i wonder like reading this cuz i always think of it as like from the actress's point of view like of course the girl who played JoJo, like, yes, do it. You can shine. You're going to crush it. But, like, does Vince Vaughn or does um, – Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, yeah. I almost called her Kirsten Dunst, which is not the same. <laughs> uh, does Kristen Bell just think, like, oh, when we get on set, it'll be funny or we'll just start and it'll just – we'll ad lib or whatever. What do you – like, when it's not a funny script at all, what do you think? I have no – I honestly have no idea what was going through any other heads. Yes. I think they were probably – I think this was a COVID movie and they were mm. like, shit, we haven't done anything in a while. We yeah. have to get paid. Yes. And we're getting paid to do this. And that's probably why no famous directors did it You're because right. all the famous directors were like, bitch, we are staying inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe it was. But th- maybe that's why she looks so bizarre. I mean, I just think she didn't – she just didn't look like herself in this movie in any way. Yeah. I, I mean, she did look – she looked like an Olympian. Walker. She oh, that's like the character. The character oh, is, yeah. an, is an Olympian. Now, is that real or did they add that for the movie? I think they added it for the movie. Well, that was a waste. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but I did like how she was like every time you win, like your brain – gets happier. Mm-hmm. And so every time she coupons, it's like a win for her. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's addicted to couponing. Right. And I was like, oh, she like used to win Olympic gold medals. I also like, she was like, yeah, I won two Olympic gold medals and that means shit. I'm still poor. I know. <laughs> it's so like, accurate. It, it is so messed up. And they spend so much money to train. Yes. And they they get so this- much attention and then they just, yeah. nobody knows who they are. I know. Yeah. Well, I think it's also like, that was the problem. This movie had some good facts in it and good documentary. They just had a zero sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. So basically, if anyone was thinking about watching this movie, don't. don't. There's a lot of other stuff. Um, there's also really bad movies out there that are actually like fun to watch. This right. is not one of them. No, exactly, exactly. I mean, if anything, watch it for Kirby Howell Baptiste because she's just Brave, I want to say more of her. I don't. I I saw this and I'm like sh- that. Actually, as an actress watching this, I was like, "Damn it, she's a star! What a waste! Like, what a if that was something you were in and you just I mean, she's it. amazing and everything. She's in Killing Eve. Oh. She's so good in Killing Eve. I mean, what she was the movie she was just in bits, that I just saw? She's um, really good. Oh, Cruella. She's oh, she great was. in Cruella. Did you watch Cruella? No, I didn't. With Emma Stone. Lewis can't um, uh, see anything remotely scary, so. 
That's our issue. Cruella is definitely scary. I watched it on the plane. Oh. I loved it. I have lots of thoughts about Cruella, but anyway, Kirby kills in it. Um, It's just like, it's kind of funny to make a live action movie about a woman who like murders dogs and makes (laughs) clothes out of them. But, (laughs) but yeah, it's kind of like a tough look to start. It's like, but they made it kind of more on like Cruella was like um, an up and coming fashion designer. Mm. And I think bullied, right? And so, yeah, exactly. She was bullied because of her weird-ass hair, which is natural, I guess. <laughs> I've been bullied for way worse things or less things. Like, I don't, I wouldn't kill a dog over my hair. Yeah, so you never actually see a dog getting killed in okay. it. But, like, it's but definitely... But then you want to see one? <laughs> no, you don't. Like, does it give you, it's like Chekhov's gun where you're like, I just want to see this dog. Again. No, the dog <laughs> is great. And, like, and like she does a lot of things where, like, she'll wear a Dalmatian print coat. And then she's like, did you really think I'd kill a dog? And it's like, well, yeah, because yeah, that's 100%. what Cruella's about. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> but I did love it. I loved it. It was kind of like um, like a London punk scene designer. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not going to watch it again. I'm no, never no, going to no, watch no, no. it again. You don't need but to watch it again. And, and now when I was on the plane, I don't need to watch it. <laughs> and I had no other choice of film. Wow. I watched it. Yeah. And I liked I it. <laughs> As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 
yeah, I now after watching Queen Pins, I wish I watched Cruella. Even <laughs> I would watch a lady trying to kill a dog over this. Oh yeah, really for sad. sure. Oh no, I would watch Cruella again over yeah, watching over this, this once. So yeah. <laughs> but I'll say if you want to, so what are the things that we learned? If you wanted to create your own couponing fraud scheme, you know, don't have a YouTube channel where you boast about how great you are at saving people money. Like don't have sort of a personality as like a coupon queen. Like that's, they're going to know it's you. And um, don't send things through U.S. Postal Service. It, it made me kind of want to try couponing though. I was like, me too. this is kind of great. Like her amazing room with all of the things. I know. But that's also like, so here's my question. When does couponing become just like hoarding? Because she has like 16 things of lotion. She's not going to finish all that lotion. She doesn't have enough body space for all that lotion. Yeah. What do you do with it? And, and she wasn't planning on reselling it. That's why I also find this interesting when you watch Extreme Couponers. These women just have basements filled with stuff. And I don't think it's on the intention of reselling it. Well, I understand like the laundry detergent. Like, yeah. You go through laundry detergent, but also if you keep doing coupons for laundry detergent, like, oof. And then also the snacks, like she would write the expiration date on the food. Yeah. I'm like, that's. You can, and she's not going to eat Flaming Hot Cheetos that often or her stomach would like implode. No. I mean, the amount of Flaming Hot <laughs> Cheetos she had, I was like, honey, stop getting the you're Cheetos coupon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, just try any other coupon. Like your poor butthole. Yeah, it's, it's broken. That's why your marriage isn't yeah. working because you smell really bad. Because all you eat is Flaming you're Hot Cheetos. You're covered in lotion eating Flaming Hot Cheetos. You're disgusting. <laughs> also, I like, and then she just had like a million panty liners. Yes, that's where they kept all their money were in all these panty yeah. liners. And it was so accurate where the husband was just like, I don't know, like I'll never look in those panty liner. That's a great place to hide stuff, I think. Like in your pad oh, and tampon sure. boxes. That's that's a yeah, good that's if you never if you never want your husband to find something, put it in a tampon <laughs> put box. Put him in a tampon box. And just like stick him in there and even like make the t- <laughs> I was gonna say something really gross. Make the tampon box look like it's you know half opened. You don't know what's inside. Yeah, it's a terrifying <laughs> place for men. <laughs> even though like my daughter got into my tampon box a few months ago and she be- she like loved playing with them. Of course, it was like so she like had no idea what they it's were. Like Lincoln logs for girls. She was, yeah, <laughs> she was just like playing with them. She was like opening them up, playing oh. with the applicators. I was like, oh, this is great. I was yeah. like, yeah, for sure. Like go crazy, have yeah. fun. I didn't have to buy you a toy. <laughs> yes, this works. We did that with a Kleenex box when Lou was very little. He's just like, this is nonstop. And I was like, it's actually worth it. This is worth the $2 or like $7 at a bodega price <laughs> for you I to know. just run through this toy. <laughs> I know. I loved it. That's so funny. Okay, so Anna, would you do would you do extreme couponing? Do you think that's the next place you are in life? Or- so I don't think I would do extreme couponing, mm-hmm. but you know what? I'm going to like... Keep an eye out. Keep an see eye if there out. Are any, I mean, I do love deals. When I'm grocery deals. shopping and they're like, buy four, like four for the price of three or whatever, I'm like, fine, I will buy four yogurts, yeah. even though I came here for one yogurt. Right, because I get one free. Like, Yeah, I love. I love a deal. So like, so I get it. I get, mm-hmm. like, it does feel good when you get it like one It feels really free. good. And I love, even though CVS prints me the longest receipt ever, yeah. I do search through it to see if I have any, you know, deals in that. Wait, you can find deals in the CVS receipt? Wait, CVS receipt, if you if you're part of if you put in your little number or whatever, it yeah. gives you like an entire map of an ocean's worth of <gasps> all the different things like 
15% off tampons, 15% off. I had no idea that that's why it was so long. Yes. And then sometimes it's extra bucks. I have $7 towards my next CVS purchase. I seriously thought they just did that because they wanted to waste my time. (laughs) They do. I mean, they do. Also, I think this, I read that the CVS receipt is like, has like, you know, BPA, which we're all trying to escape from for our kids. Like the cups that are like BPA free, BAPA free, or like the plastic that's Oh, yeah. Like I understand that that is a bad thing. I have no idea what it is. Me neither. But I like what? lived with it as a child. Like we all drank out of cups yeah. and they were like, all the cups you drink out of as a child are poisonous. Apparently, they're oh. all over those receipts too. Like those receipts, don't let your kids play with them, which Lewis, I'm sure has played with and put them in his mouth. But like, don't let your kid touch oh, CVS receipts because they're covered in some Oh my God. I'm going to like go look in Dean's room and there's just like a drawer of CVS <laughs> <She's> <laughs> You know, it's called sugar belt and we all pick our own My favorite toys. (laughs) I'm pulling receipts out of tampon boxes like crazy. Oh my gosh. I love this. I love this kid. Ugh, amazing. So yes, I I do do a coupon. I always look online too for a coupon. Oh, wait, we didn't even talk about the craziest part. She, Kristen Bell's character was being an annoying ass bitch customer and got a bunch of things for free because she complained and talked shit about all these companies. So they gave her, they're like, here's something complimentary. Oh, yes. That's how she discovered the free coupons. Because she sucked. Karen. (laughs) Yeah, she was one of the original Karens, like a whining ass white woman. And then she got things for free because she made, she was so mean and wrote these like really negative reviews. And so they gave her And I like how in a lot of her, her emails, yeah, in her email, she'd be like, as a former Olympian. Yes. This is. Yeah. And like, there were some puns in there, but she was just like a bitch. And I'm thinking of like the poor customer service representatives, like, all right, this is another rude thing I had to read. Like, give her a box of Fritos or whatever the hell she wants. <laughs> yeah. I know. It was just, I know it made me sad because like her husband just keeps being like, get a job, get a job. And she's like, I am getting a job. I'm getting us all this stuff for free. And it's just the whole, I feel like if he was nicer to her, she would have never gotten into this whole scam. I feel like it's his fault. It probably is. And then also her character has like a bone to pick with everyone. Like she'll find a way. I couldn't believe how nice she was to Jojo. (laughs) But she like really nothing satisfied. She's not satisfied in life, you know. As most moms are. (laughs) As lots of moms find themselves. (laughs) No, it was great. It was crazy. I'm just happy because I was watching this like I cannot wait to get into this with you, Anna. (laughs) That's why I was liking this. (laughs) I know. It's kind of hard to talk about a bad movie, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but but it is fun. fun. But it is fun. Yeah, it is fun. And sorry for anyone out there who's like, Queen Pins is my absolute favorite movie. How dare you guys? I'm so curious. I would love to talk to you and for you to tell me why it's your favorite movie. Tell us why. Tell me why. Because <laughs> genuinely, Anna and I are looking at this also from comedians. It's not just the scam of it. We're looking at this and we're seeing like other comedic actors going, this is not funny. <laughs> this is a disturbance. Now, part of me is like, did that actor, was he like, hey, you documentary film directors, you don't know what's funny. You know what's funny? Me shitting in this car. Yeah. I wonder if that Do you think it could have went like that? Well, I saw something that they said that the the shit scene was directed like it was a sex scene with like such specifics. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. Oh, you just missed oh, the boat no. so bad. So bad. Like, I okay, think so they this all is clearly this something funny. these documentary filmmakers are like, really all right, funny. our first big comedy feature. Yes. And you know what it's going to have? It's going to have everything. 
It's going to have shitting in the car. <laughs> and, they have, and that's it. And that's it. Well, they, that's the funniest part to them. And they have like amazing comedic actors. There's like Jack McFarlane's in it. And he's. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jack he's, McBrath. I can't remember anybody. No, um, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, Kenneth. 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 <laughs> His name is Kenneth. Wait. Oh, Jack McBrayer. Jack McBrayer. Okay, but his name is Kenneth. Yeah, his name is genuinely Kenneth. Um, yeah, Jack McBrayer. I mean, there's some really, really, really good people. And then that's it. <laughs> and that's it. I hated it. If anything, just fast forward and only watch the scenes with Kirby. Yes, that's it. She's amazing. That's what I would do. That's She's wonderful. I would, I would love like fast a Fast forward to all the Vince Vaughn scenes. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need anything. With and then also maybe watch Cruella. See yeah, if you like also, it. <laughs> let's watch Cruella. And let's see, are we being scammed by this bizarre thing? Um, this was so funny. So thank you so much, Anna, for coming and being a guest. You're so fabulous. Thank this you. This was so much fun. And like always, we chatted way more up top, <laughs> which makes me I so know. happy. I know. I was so bad. <laughs> no, it's, I do this to every single guest. Last time, Ariel and I talked for an hour and then we started recording. It's really an excuse for me to see my friends. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, you're so funny. So Anna, you're hysterical. You're a comedian. You're a writer. You're an actress. And you're also a really great real estate agent. So what, where can people yes. find you if they're like looking for... This is true. You know what? You know what? Um, She's crushing it. You can find me just by Googling me, honey. Do it, baby. Uh, <laughs> find her on the webby. Yes. Yes. And if you do need an apartment or a house or anything in the state of New York, honey, I am here to help. She's crushing it. And I'm, I'm only licensed in New York, though. So. Only in New York. Only in New York. Nowhere else. But it's, it's amazing. The stuff you show is so beautiful. And so it's, it's also just like great. a treat to look at all your things. And I'm going to put all your stuff in the episode notes because I want everyone to follow you. It's so okay. Fun. Yeah. You can put my real estate website yes. and my comedy website. I love it. If They're you want the fun. funniest real estate agent in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, they should do a documentary about you, Anna. We should call these people up and say, look, you really missed the ball with Queen Caitlin, Hens. they're going to make me shit in my car. That's true. And that's I true. just can't. I you can't. can't. You can't. No, that's a role for Vince Vaughn's. That's a role for my daughter. <laughs> yeah, that is. And she's doing it currently and she's doing it. She's yeah. driving. And it doesn't need to be directed like any which way. It's just a natural thing that happens. <laughs> You're so amazing. Thank you so much. I know you have to go. You have to head out. Oh. You're so lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you guys Thank for listening. Thank you for having me. Um, you can find us on ScamWow Podcast at ScamWow. We're at ScamWow Podcast on, at Gmail. We're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. And if you have any scams, you can always send it to us or call us on our hot tip hotline, which is 347 <laughs> Okay. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. ScamWow Podcast Season 2 is produced and edited by me, Caitlin Brodnick, produced and edited by Caitlin Moldenhauer, and edited by Jesse Karen. We are part of the More Banana Podcast Network, which is an all-female-owned and run network for women's voices uninterrupted. If you love us, the best thing you can do is rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It will help us tremendously. Thank you guys so much for listening, all of your support. We're so happy to have you here, and we will see you next week.
What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.